0: folks, and welcome or welcome back to NTI's Japan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ziv Nakajima, again, and this podcast was brought to you, among others, by Emil Gorgis, a Tokyo real estate agent who specializes in serving international or mixed nationality families looking for the perfect family home. So Emil's in Australia. He's been living here in Japan for the past two decades, eight years of which he's been actively buying, selling, and managing real estate properties in the city on behalf of his own family and a great many happy clients. And he also acts as a mortgage broker on behalf of his clients. So his company has a dedicated loan officer in many of the Japanese mega banks. And if you're a regular listener, you probably already know him from our JREP, the Japan Real Estate Experts panel sessions. So you're probably already aware that the man is an absolute fountain of wisdom on all things related to real estate in Japan. And in particular to family homes, the greater Tokyo metropolitan area, and mortgages. And most importantly, he's incredibly generous with his time and advice, which he's more than happy to provide at no cost or commitment to anyone asking. So if you've been thinking about buying your home in Tokyo, but you've been sitting on the fence for a while, or if you just want to have a chat in English with a real expert, drop him a line on emil.gorges, that's E-M-I-L dot G O R -G G. E-E-S-M-L.Gorgies at tokyorealty.jp. Hit him up today and start exploring your options. All right, so first episode of the new year. Hope you've all enjoyed uh, or are still enjoying, depending on when you're tuning in. A fantastic holiday season. Looking forward to a great year ahead. Weather sure is playing along. Beautiful chilly but sunny day here in Fukuoka City most japanese real estate related businesses are still on leave but no rest for the wicked here at nti we're back in the saddle and using this quiet time to catch up on admin work bookkeeping financial reporting and all of those pesky but crucial tasks that always seem to be on that back burner so pretty casual time and today's episode is similarly casual Uh, another conversation with the lovely Haley agra you've seen or heard her here on the podcast on a few occasions already She's a young U.S. born entrepreneur, now based in Japan, with a passion for personal finance, investing, and of course, real estate. And in today's conversation, we're starting off with a real estate focus as well, talking about wooden houses, single family homes specifically, of the typical build that's very common here in Japan. And we discuss a few topics such as pre-approved versus on-demand mortgages, the potential to change from an owner-occupied arrangement to a rental arrangement and what that might mean for existing loan agreements, the concept of a uh, forever home, if such a thing even exists, as well as uh, maintaining cash reserves for maintenance and renovation purposes. And then we slip into a more off-topic conversation. Uh, We talk about helping younger people with money management and financial skills, about our corporate culture here at NTI, what it's like to be working with your life partner, and some casual banter about uh, what it's like to own your own business, lifestyle and parenting choices, Japan's education systems, and so on and so forth. So, real comfy, casual conversation to start off the new year. Still somewhat in holiday mode here, as mentioned. Hope you enjoy it, and I'll see you again on the other side. Awesome. So, yeah, we've exchanged a bunch of messages the last couple of weeks. I'm sure you got a bunch of questions too. So, go for it.
1: Yeah, we do. Um, So, you answered the first four questions. I can go over those um, next. Next, but the four. Three, three questions that I had recently. So Chris and I, we actually want to purchase a home that we're going to have and hold for the entirety of our lives because we both love Gutemba and Susono. Um, and I was talking about this with Emil and he's a real estate agent in Tokyo for people who don't know him. You obviously know him. Yeah. Um, you introduced me to him and he talked about how you can have how you can buy a property and use it, like half of it as an investment. Um, But the information that he gave me made it really confident. So if, if someone buys a property for their forever home and then they leave the area and they rent it out, that's totally valid and you don't have to tell the bank that it's an investment property because you're not well, trying with,
0: to- With the caveat that the bank would still be within their rights if they find out they would be within their rights yeah. to change you. I mean, you can reply to them and say, look, I'm just out of the country temporarily and I'm coming back. But if for any reason they you know, reach the conclusion that you're definitely not planning to live it in again, then they are within their rights to call, call yes. on you, you to pay the loan off or at least change the terms of the loan to an investment property loan.
1: Right. So based on that information, it made Chris and I very comfortable to wear. Um, so when a Japanese national or someone who has access to Japanese loans, before you do the house searching and stuff, do you have to, like in America, get like a pre-qualified loan?
0: You don't have to. Yeah, okay. You don't. So you don't have to. And some banks don't actually provide that. So... I think two or three of the mega banks, Emil knows that mm. way better than I do, but two or three of the mega banks actually don't do um, pre-qualifications at all. So it'll have okay. to be on a case-by-case basis. And in fact, most buyers, um, when they approach an agent who's got a property listed, most buyers will go through that agent and that agent's bank connections because most of the realtors uh-huh. list properties um, will have their own connections with the banks and their own um loan officers that are assigned to them, especially if they're bigger agencies. And then that agent would usually, when listing the property, they'd already know if the property would qualify for a loan or not in principle. Of course, it also has to do with the borrower. So the borrower might've maxed out their loan credit with other property purchases, or they might not be in a, um, with a high enough salary to qualify for a loan of that size but they would at right. least know if that property in essence would be qualified for a loan or not. And then they would mm. also be able to help the buyer apply for that loan via their own channels. So that's that's, okay. the, that's the route that most people take when they look into properties uh, to purchase in Japan. Having said that, if you do have a bank that you've worked with, because most of the banks can do pre-qualify letters, right? So if you mm. do have a bank that you've worked with for many years and they're familiar with you and you've got rapport with them, then there's definitely nothing prohibiting you from approaching the bank before you start your property research, getting their criteria, because different lenders will have different criteria for properties that they may or may not lend for. And depending Mm -hmm. on their size, they might go for particular locations or particular property profiles or ages or whatnot. And then if you do manage to get a pre-qualification letter from them that you can bring to the table when you're making your offer on a property and then from the seller and agent's perspective that's pretty much like a cash purchase in the sense that the loan is all but guaranteed to be approved right uh okay whereas if you go sure. the, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> like if you go the normal route and you contact an agent and you say okay can you help me get a loan for this property so yes, they will help you, but there's no guarantee that the loan will be approved because mm-hmm. that lender doesn't know you yet. They need to look into mm-hmm. your credentials and your credit. Right. And then if by the time, to- you know, during the time that you're trying to qualify for the loan, somebody else comes in with a cash offer, they'll obviously go for the cash purchase, right? Because that's pretty right. much guaranteed. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. That's a good answer. Okay. Long, and then Long I have- answer
0: to a short question. Sorry. <laughs>
1: I had a few points within number one. Um, Oh, I didn't even say. When you found your forever home or homes, what did you search for?
0: Um, We, I guess because of our maybe personal character, we don't actually think of any home as a forever home. Okay. So it's the home for the next foreseeable future kind of thing. And we're... We're pretty comfortable with selling a home and then buying another one if and when we move out. We've already done that a few times. Right. So we were usually, so it de- depends on, I guess it's, it's a phase of your life kind of thing, right? Like the first home yeah. that we've purchased, we were really just looking for anything in Fukuoka City. Um, and we were open, like we had a budget. We wanted to not spend more than such and such and then we were looking at various properties that might well we wanted a house we didn't want a condo unit so we were looking for houses that would suit that budget and then we sort of looked at each of them from a location perspective and from an interior layout perspective and how renovated they were or were not and whether we would want to put an extra budget into renovation so we were pretty flexible on that point Right, and then on our next purchase, for instance, okay, so we've lived in this one house for I think it was five years at the time, yeah. And then there were certain things that we realized that okay, now that five years have passed, and we've you know we've since purchased an office, and our office is located here and here, and uh-huh. my wife realized like like a lifestyle choice. Like for me, if I go out, I usually go out from six or seven o'clock at night and I come back like sometime the next morning. So for me, yeah. when I want to go out on the town, I don't really care about the distance. Like I'm happy to, you know, commute for an hour and an hour back because it's going to be an all-nighter, but right. she's more of the um, coffee shop with friends, shopping spree for a couple of hours, don't mm-hmm. go back home. So for her 40 minute commute, just to meet up with a friend is just a pain in the bum for her. After five years, yeah. she realized that. Yeah. We also wanted to be closer to the office, and we also figured out that we're not really happy with the mounting maintenance costs of houses that are over 20, 25 years old. Mm. For our next purchase, we wanted a condominium, but with a large enough balcony or um, private yard that would make it feel like a house, even though we wouldn't have the structural maintenance costs. So we were a bit more specific on the next purchase, right? Okay. Yeah. So, but, but I guess the point I'm making is for us specifically, it's never forever. Cause we know that in five years time, we might want to get something completely different.
1: Yeah. And
0: also it changes as you, I mean, l- like you, right. You're thinking about your forever home right now. Um, but what are you planning for a family of three, five or six? Do you know if you want to if you might want to get a dog Chris. when the kids become five years old, they might want to have a dog and then you need the backyard? Like, how would you know where your life right. is going to be in like 10 years time?
1: Forever changing.
0: <laughs> yeah. So forever yeah. changing home, right?
1: Forever changing home, yes. <laughs> I okay, maybe it's like our first home. I think I call it the forever home. So I put it in Chris's mind that he has to con- convince one of my real estate agent friends in Kotemba that he's like he's not buying this for investment necessarily kind of (laughs) he's buying it in the hopes that we have it for a while
0: yeah
1: um and also don't forget
0: that in Japan especially if you're talking about houses like wooden structures right yeah Um, after 25 30 years I don't know how much forever there's going to be left in the house right
1: yeah that makes sense
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> it'll be old and rotten
0: yeah
1: wood are with newer structures are they still using wood um, like yes a- unless it's a really custom, are-
0: yeah unless it's a custom order for a stone or concrete house um yeah. they're usually like the the kind of cookie factory housing company um built houses in particular neighborhoods are always wood yeah
1: okay hmm uh, that's good to know. So, age twenty, less than twenty or twenty-five years old.
0: Be Ideally, like
1: easier than maintenance. Different.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. So we want it like pretty close to Fuji Speedway. He likes to race his motorcycle and his cars. He doesn't have a car yet. Yeah. Um. Um. So. Have you or your company ever helped someone that is Japanese residency find a home or that's not because you guys gear towards foreigners? We
0: gear towards foreigners, but we do have a lot of customers who are foreigners that live in Japan. And we definitely help them buy investment properties and we occasionally help them buy holiday homes as well. Yeah. With them. with family homes like if it's going to be a house that they're going to be living in they're usually going to be and rightfully so they're going to be a lot more picky yeah so if somebody wants like a ski apartment up in nagano then yeah i mean we're happy to share with them you know all the listings that we get from our realtor partners or stuff that we've researched online and help them you know narrow it down to a one single visit so we can take them over for the weekend and look at five or six properties Mm -hmm. But if they're shopping for a family home, that's going to be a bit more of a process and there's going to be a lot more in-person viewings and visits that they're going to do. So in those cases, we'd usually refer them to a local realtor that we've worked with and they can work with them directly.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I think um, for this purchase, we're not looking to house the kids in the future. We're looking to house my parents, but they have... specifications. (laughs) specifications. <laughs> well, they're kind
0: of like kids too, right? At some age.
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they really are. They're like, oh, you can put the American stove in, you can get out some of little toys and make sure you have a roof for the carport and you need a, sh- uh, a shed. I was like, this isn't your property. I'm just housing you in it.
0: <laughs> but actually everything that you've just mentioned are th- things that are usually quite easy to install fairly cheaply yeah. into any home, right? Like, I mean, if there is a carport, putting a roof over it is not a big deal. And if you want to put yeah. whatever you want in the interior, that's usually workable.
1: How about an American oven?
0: Um, well, I mean, you can renovate the kitchen to fit an American oven. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah.
0: I mean, those are all things that are doable to any house, right?
1: Okay. But yeah. if,
0: if you're looking for a big backyard, then you know, then your selection becomes a bit more narrow. Because yeah, all...
1: we, we don't need a big backyard. We have a small little dog that is yeah. my parent. <laughs> we, we just need to take her on wax. Mm-hmm. And that comes to number three before you purchase. Um, I think you already answered this. We just contact our local real estate individuals and we could probably go to the bank. It's just um, who should we get in contact with? as we home search.
0: Um, well, first question would be, are you eligible for a loan?
1: I am not. Chris, I believe, is.
0: Okay. Well, does, has Chris been working with the same bank for a certain period of time?
1: Yes. I think all his life he's been with the bank that he's with. What okay. are the major...
0: Okay. So I guess yeah. to make, like, if at all possible, it would be the mm-hmm. smoothest thing uh, if he could contact the bank that he's been banking with yeah, and see if um, they would uh, approve him for a loan, whether they do pre-approval or not, just to give him an idea of what sort of properties they would approve. And then if they don't, so if they do approve him for a loan, they'll give him criteria and then that'll make your search More easier and focused, right? Because you know that you're not going to get a loan for something that's over 30 years old or if it's that far from the base or whatever. Yeah. And then if the bank says that for any reason he doesn't qualify for a loan with them, um, Mm -hmm. then you just contact the realtors directly and just start searching and hope for the best with the loan. And then the realtors will tell you. Um, So you tell them that you're going to be applying for a loan, but it's going to be through them. So you're going to ask the realtor to organize the loan application for you. And then the realtor will already tell you, okay, well, with the bank that I'm working with, we better look at this, this and that property because they're not going to approve this one and that one, right?
1: Okay, that makes sense. So we can look through the bank and contact the realtors directly if the bank doesn't offer that kind of loan.
0: Yeah, but you're talking about a home loan, right?
1: Yes. Um,
0: pretty much every bank in Japan will approve a home loan. Yeah. And um, they're not super picky about that. The only thing would be what budget would they enable him to borrow for, depending on how much he's right. been earning and for how long.
1: Right. Emil said your salary times seven or nine. Um, so that comes Pretty much,
0: yeah. The- yeah, but if he's working with one of the big banks, then maybe they don't cover Gunma, I don't know. So
1: you, oh, you know, okay.
0: maybe maybe they want particular properties in particular, or maybe they do cover Gunma, but they all, only go for properties that are, I don't know, 15 years or younger, and maybe that is not going to suit your budget. So right. ask them first, see what they do approve for, Chris. Yeah. And then based on that, see if that suits your budget. Um, criteria or not, and whether you have to then go with this, this bank or if you're going to be applying individually with each agent.
1: Right. So I know that this home isn't necessarily an investment property, one that we'll be making profit off of, but yeah. I'd like to keep it pretty break even. So what numbers or what questions should I be asking to make sure that I invest or we invest in the right one? Because um, so- I'll be taking rent from my parents and or base people.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, if your tenants are going to be your parents, then I guess you would make sure that the amount of monthly repayments is equal to or lower than the amount of rent that they can afford to give you. Yeah. Um, Preferably lower because you also want to factor in maintenance costs and property tax and the loan payment, uh, the loan interest. I mean, it's pretty low in Japan, but it's still... A a amount. Yes. So you want to make sure that the monthly repayments are lower than what you can get from your parents. Mm -hmm. And then for future potential tenants, you want to make sure that whatever your parents get as their rent allowance is also achievable for other potential tenants in the future. Because I know that. Some of the rent allowance is also dependent on your um, rank and seniority um, in the unit and and that sort of thing. Yeah.
1: And also how many kids you have or bring over.
0: Okay. So those are all factors that you need to consider to see whether whatever your parents are paying now is going to be achievable in the future as well.
1: Right. Okay.
0: We interrupt this broadcast, I always wanted to say this, we interrupt this broadcast to tell you about Tokyo Family Stays. They're a short-term rentals company in Tokyo, and they offer a home away from home experience, which is just perfect for remote working, quarantining, or if you just need summer quiet to hide away from the world. So they offer a variety of options for families, for corporate relocations, or simply if you're transitioning between homes in Tokyo. Now the properties are super comfortable, tastefully furnished, fully equipped with all amenities and they accommodate up to 10 people. So really the only thing you'll need to bring with you is your toothbrush and maybe a change of clothes. They've got fast, unlimited wireless internet, dedicated workspaces and fully equipped kitchens. And they're just a delight to stay in. A fantastic alternative to Japanese business hotels which if you've ever stayed in one, you probably know they're tiny, they're noisy, fine for a night or two if you're on your own, but long term or with a family, you'll probably feel you're in a jail cell very quickly. So if you want to give yourself a sense of space and freedom by renting a real home with comfortable Western beds, including all the necessities like baby bedding, children's toys, high chairs, you definitely want to reach out to Tokyo Family Stays. They've been at it for over a decade. They're a fully licensed minpaku or short-term stay operator. And as a special bonus for our viewers and listeners, they're also throwing in a breakfast basket upon arrival for anyone who books and mentions the Japan Real Estate Podcast or NTI. And not only for guests, if you're a property owner, you've got an investment property that you want to tweak for higher profits or a holiday home that you want rented out when not in use via short-term stays, drop them a line today, see how they can help you maximize your property's income. And again, as a special bonus to our viewers and listeners, they're also offering a free audit of your existing short-term stay listings without any obligation whatsoever. So feel free to reach out to them at tokyofamilystays.com. Well worth your visit. And again, if you're in the market for a family home in or around the Tokyo metropolitan area, Emil's your man. Don't be shy to reach out to him as well at emil.gorgies, E S at tokyorealty.jp.
1: And then when I'm thinking of an emergency situation, the roof needs to be redone. How much cash or equity should I have aside? Is it a percentage of the total cost of the house? Is it a specific number? Um, It depends on the age of the house. Um, Okay.
0: I would say up to, I mean, aside from really big emergencies like an earthquake or something, in which case your insurance Mm -hmm. will also help
1: um right. but let's
0: say normal maintenance um i would say if the house is up to 20 years old maybe make sure you're putting um a thousand bucks aside every year okay. this is for your typical three bedroom 100 120 square meter yeah yeah your typical japanese home um but that that's all statistics and averages so you could be you know completely expense free for 10 years and then after after that something big happens and it's suddenly all of those 10 years paid in one go so statistically on average up to 20 years you want to put about a thousand bucks aside and 20 to 30 years maybe crank that up to 15 2000 okay on average so again like everything will be cool for five years and then suddenly the roof needs to be done and that's going to be like you know a million yen so
1: right and then so is there a cap for your number where you're like, oh, I have this much aside. I can invest it in other things. I don't need to keep this much in case of emergencies.
0: Um, well, Are you, you would know. Just- no. It depends on what you've done. <laughs> depends on what you've done to the house in recent years right so if you've okay. done the roof yeah. if you've done the roof two years ago uh, unless there's like a giant hailstorm it's not likely that you're going to have to do the roof again in the next 10 years right or if you've right. done the uh you've done your termite protection then you know that company will tell you that you don't need to do it again for the next six or seven or whatever whatever it is right so yeah. it, it really depends on what you've done recently um but i would always make sure that you've got at least 10 20 000 bucks set aside for emergencies because this is Japan. And even, even if there's an earthquake that the insurance will partly or fully cover you for, um, you still need mm. to pay it first before you get it back. So okay. make sure you have cash reserves. Yeah.
1: That sounds good.
0: Like but bear in mind that a, a typical renovation of a Typical Japanese home is usually about uh, 100,000 or like 10 million yen.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that's like a big renovation, exterior, interior, lots of stuff. And then mm-hmm. a complete complete rebuild of a home is usually about 20 to 30 million yen, depending on how fancy or how big it is um okay so we're assuming you're never going to need a full renovation that you haven't planned for like like emergency is not going to result in a 10 million yen bill
1: right right Um,
0: but 10 20 10 20 percent of that is i think feasible to have aside.
1: okay that sounds good Hmm. luckily we both have that now and much more
0: (laughs) yeah much more than you definitely want to invest some of that
1: yeah Hmm. I have most of mine in investments, but I can take it out without any tax. Uh, okay. Default. Uh, I had another question. What was it? <laughs> I should have written down. Okay, we were talking about cash reserves and how much we should put aside. How's your day been? <laughs> <laughs>
0: my day has been good it was kind of laid back until about two hours ago and now it's back to back till about 8 p.m so it's getting interesting from here on
1: back to back with meetings
0: meetings yeah 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 yeah
1: Yeah. is is all your work meetings (laughs) um no
0: but i'd say about 30 percent of my week usually is um i try to stick as many of them on to wednesday as much as i can because that's that's the day that our staff is not in the office and I've got a regular recording and now we get our regular thing going too. So as long as I'm doing meetings on Wednesday, I try to fill up my Wednesday with meetings and then make the rest of the week a bit easier.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe I'll think of it another, another time. But that, that was most of my questions. I can go back to the questions that you already answered on LinkedIn.
0: No, but uh, tell me how you've been going with your like investment ideas or business plan. Like, What have you been uh, umming and ahhing about since we last spoke?
1: Um, so update about my stuff. I'm creating a free money management guide for all of my followers, which is really cool. Nice. I'm telling, I'm writing out how to earn more save more and it's more but these are just the basics of money um i'm also i also talked with you know eric he's a younger real estate person on TikTok and ig he's like 22 years old and he has lots of followers i think he asked you questions in japan yeah in japan he's from Uzbekistan.
0: Oh, I think it rings a bell. I think he contacted me a while back. Something about TikTok. Yeah, that does ring a bell.
1: I think he he messaged you on LinkedIn another time. Yep. Um, But we had a a great conversation. He's looking for individuals who speak English and Japanese. And we're just having like an icebreaker. He's trying to get some more workers. So if you know any young people who is interested in real estate and wants to get their real estate... you mean staff
0: right. for staff for his company
1: staff for his company yeah um, where, where is he in tokyo yeah he's in tokyo
0: yeah we well, should have a lot of a uh, much easier time at it than we do out here in fukuoka for us it's a nightmare to when we try to find new staff um tokyo really? should have a few i mean i don't know them personally but i can definitely um um next time you speak to him tell him to message me about it and then i'll i'll mm-hmm. share it like i'm not big on instagram and tiktok but i'm I've got a pretty big following on Facebook and LinkedIn, so I can definitely okay. help him um, advertise what he's looking for there.
1: Okay. I'll have him. And put on like the a podcast, head.
0: the podcast has got a lot of people listening into it. So ah. we can definitely, uh, we can definitely mention him there if you want.
1: Yeah. He was talking about how the culture that he wants to provide is more Western and it's not. Yeah. How is yours? Is yours more Western style in, in Our your corporate culture? You mean? Yeah,
0: in the company. Um, Well, depends on who's in the office, I guess. (laughs) If it's uh, my my wife and I alternate, like um, usually one of us will be working from home and the other one will come to the office. Um, So if it's me in the office, it's uh, a bit more hectic and Western and casual. And uh, and uh, I I tend to I tend to like shoot questions without like making an appointment to ask them first. And if it's her in the office, it's going to be a more reserved Japanese sort of environment. But having said that, um, um, our office staff, I mean, our regular office staff and the bookkeeper who comes in once in a while, um, they're all women. So I'm guessing when I'm not here, it becomes a bit more of a a ladies night here. So maybe maybe I'm wrong about that. I don't know.
1: (laughs) That sounds like so much so cool to have like both sides of it i feel like that'd be a really interesting work environment
0: interesting is a good word for it
1: yeah yeah (laughs) we don't
0: always (laughs) we actually often do not agree on stuff so it can also be um a bit volatile here but it's all it's all in good fun i think
1: volatile when you guys are both in the office or yes
0: if we happen to both be in the office then you know (laughs) like if you're both working from home then the conversations we're having at home can get pretty heated but it's just the two of us but if we both happen to be in the office and talking about work then we need to be more aware of our staff and we can't get into the typical arguments that we do at home
1: so it makes sense yeah that makes sense. well it's it's good that you're you're aware of that but i think the culture is probably okay with it
0: um, awareness is half the, uh, half the work. The other work is, uh, actually <laughs> taking action to, uh, not make, to make it less <laughs> happen on, on a less, on a lesser frequency. And I'm not always right. Good. but to be fair, Chica is not really good with that too. We both got pretty hot tempers. So
1: <laughs> makes sense why you guys like each other <laughs> or yeah. why you guys, <laughs>
0: why we ended up together. Yeah, no, we do like each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I still don't remember what that you're going to be working
0: with them um, chris is that your plan on the investment front
1: yeah on the property investment well yeah. oh, you, yeah. you've
0: got a, you, you're going to be um you're going to um, understand everything i'm talking about just now then <laughs> once you start I, working I together things change dramatically from dating days
1: we already argue about like politics he knows more about american politics than i do and i'm american but we always seem to be cordial at the end. So that's how I know it's working.
0: <laughs> yep, Yeah. But yep. also, I mean, things, I mean, change. F- first of all, when you work together, there's, a, I mean, obviously the financial aspect of everything just goes level up, right? Like everything you do affects yep. your income. Everything you do together affects your expenses. So um, yeah. not necessarily arguments, but there's a lot more debating going on about financial decisions. And the, um, the other side of it is that you're gonna be together 24 bloody seven, right? So yep. you're gonna be talking all day, spending time together all day. Even if you're not physically in the same place, you're gonna be exchanging emails or messages all day. Yeah. Um, so that that's again, that's a right. kind of a level up for better and worse.
1: I, I agree. Yeah, my mom, we went over the weekend to Susono to visit my parents. I miss them so much. Um, Chris visited too, and we were talking about how He works so much and he loves designing cars, but he's there for like 12, 10 hours a day. And my mom was like, well, you guys can have real estate business and then you could do car designing as a hobby. And he looked at me and he was like, that'd be a really great idea. But, and then I responded, I have you every weekend, but all I want to do is get away from you. (laughs) It's just so much.
0: it's um it's also like when you run your own business I kind of thought when we started um, and when I started my business before that too I was kind of under the assumption that um, as you as you've been running the business for a few years and you get more staff then you're gonna be working less because you're gonna be delegating right. more tasks and you're gonna leave the right. executive life no it doesn't work like no that. no no you actually work more and more and more and more every year which is Cool for me because I like my job, but it's it's something to consider. And there's also no yes. off, right? Like you don't, you know how when you're employed, you go on holiday, mm-hmm. then you don't have to switch off the phone, but you're not going to be taking work calls or answering work emails because no. you're on holiday. Right? right? That just right. goes away. That doesn't. That happen. doesn't exist.
1: You're
0: constantly <laughs> looking for the wireless corner of the resort so you can come in and answer all of your emails and putting out fires that are happening in your absence and stuff. Like there's no there's no off mode.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. 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 I would definitely have to maybe hire someone to help me put those fires out or I would go insane.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. But they need help too. Like they can't do everything on their own. Your, your input is required. I mean, you can maybe take a day or two off, off, but not <laughs> <on their
1: own. laughs> a day or two, that, that should be enough. Yeah. That should be enough.
0: But you do have the flexibility to take that day or two more often if you run your own business so that's the advantage of that
1: yeah i agree i don't know i don't think we would have a business in japan because we don't think our kids will go to school here okay maybe well we'll we'll see about that i think he likes the western he he dreams of america that's all i'm gonna say (laughs)
0: I kind of thought the same thing when we moved here. Our son was uh, three and a half years old. Now, he, oh no, two two and a half or oh, three years old. Now he's twelve. Mm. So I kind of like I had this whole plan in my mind that uh, okay, he's going to do go through um, elementary school here, but then junior high. Mm. I don't like the way that they educate them here because they turn them into salaryman robots. Yeah. So at that point, yeah. I'm going to move into an international, but as they grow up and they develop their own personality and their own style, there's just stuff that they're going to be comfortable with. Right. So that might shift. I know it's shifted on me. Like um, we used to think uh, a year in Israel and then maybe university in Australia. And these days he seems to be really happy with the social setting and the educational system, the education system here in Japan. So I'm not going to force him out of it. I'm, you know, I have a suggestion, Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah i that's crazy you have a little person running around that has his own thoughts and opinions and you have, Oh my god! You, it's your don't, job to respond. don't get me started on
0: that it's <laughs> like teen teen angst is a real thing and it starts a lot oh, earlier than 14 15 16 oh my god the mouth on them <sighs> good fun especially with international parents i guess maybe with japanese parents there's a bit more of that chanto like that strictness going on or you don't talk that yeah. way to your elders but because right. because i'm not japanese and Chika is japanese outside of the house but inside the house mm-hmm. she's probably about as loud as i am and and as informal <laughs> as i am so there's yeah. no way that kid is going to grow up to be a typical polite japanese guy so
1: good i mean i think that's good
0: to a point, I but you do you do want to yeah. bash your head against the wall once in a, once in a while. Yeah. Just, the sarcasm is like, I don't remember being this sarcastic when I was a teenager. Everything's like, oh I'm sorry, I do, oh I you're you perfect, aren't you? Like <laughs> I, oh. That's
1: so funny. But you can't really get mad at them because they're like half you and half your wife.
0: I can get mad at that at that, <laughs> but I do I do realize where it comes from. Yeah. So my my yeah. uh, my tantrums are short. <laughs>
1: Oh, what are what are his interests? Is he interested in anything business related? Um, gaming, obviously.
0: gaming mostly. Uh, he's a lot more into video games. Like he's glued to the PlayStation twenty four seven. Nice, but he likes um, he likes programming. He does karate. Although I kind of think he does that because we told him he has to do something like twice a week get physical and get social. Something. Um, and I think for him it's more like okay well karate is not as bad as like baseball or basketball or soccer where they take up all of your week right so he does that and um he's heavily into manga like your typical Japanese team I suppose
1: yeah mm. okay that's cool
0: All right. So, no further questions. I will probably hop on over uh, to my next meeting or at least prepare for it. Okay. And I will see you in a week or two. Let me know how you're going and uh, if you want to do it next week or the week after that.
1: Okay. I'll let you know. Thank you. Good talking to you. Bye.
0: All right. So, again, a bit of a casual chat to start off the new year, but have no fear. We'll be back in full operational business mode from the next episode and onwards. And that's it from us for today, folks. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Japan Real Estate Podcast. Do share it with your networks, and please let us know what you think. So leave us a short rating or review on the iTunes Store, on Spotify, or just drop us a line in the comment section of wherever you might have found this episode. We love hearing from you. Hope to have you with us again next time. And until then, have a great day or night ahead. Yoroshiku.